welcome to the first episode of Indian MMA origin stories which is an interview series through which we at locker room try to cover the origin stories of Indian MMA gyms fight teams promotions events and what not this is Ranjit Ravindran here and in the first episode we will be featuring coach Vishal who is the man behind Koi Combat Academy so here is his story So coach uh, how are you how are you doing now I am doing well I'm on the 14th day of my uh, foot being fractured but I'm doing well so Okay so what happened there like uh, you fractured your foot last week like what happened uh, uh, a guy was coming the wrong direction this was not uh, today saturday so not this past saturday but the one before so today would be the 14th day right so uh, it was about 6:00 and i was uh, it it was raining real heavy that day so it had kind of slowed down and uh, so i left the location i was at and this uh, guy was coming the wrong direction it's a delivery guy mm-hmm. and i'm looking at him i'm honking and i'm like i'm waving like stop move to the side you're on my side of the road didn't happen kept coming so i i don't know if he was on a call or what he was on but anyway i braked real hard and uh, I slid I skid and fell to my left my foot got stuck and then suddenly I tumbled away so so that's what so how, what's the condition now like uh, how are you recovering I'm recovering fine mostly everything <laughs> so everything is healed everything is healed uh, this will be a few weeks uh, the fracture so uh, it's a, it's a light uh, uh, it's not a it's not a major fracture thank god so so they said uh, this first they said two months then they said six weeks uh, whatever that is so so it's been a few weeks already so i'm good to go when can you take the cast so actually i this is what today is uh, the 16th right or 15th excuse me so another 3 weeks tops okay cool cool so and this happened so close to your birthday as well so did it ruin yeah. the whole birthday thing? no I, i given that it's covid there's nothing much going on anyway right so and as it is i don't i don't do too much of uh, you know going out and partying so so it was it was about the same the family was here we just did a small thing that's about it so okay so, so we'll get straight into it like so koi combat academy so when did this idea came in come into your mind initially first time when was the first <clears throat> time that this idea came to your mind see i um, the whole idea of what i want to do has been in my mind for a very long time since i was i mean it started uh, formulating around the age of 15 i think um so i i i used to go for training for kickboxing taekwondo and judo as a kid and uh, you know i saw a lot of athletes that didn't have any financial backing you know and they came from uh, poor economic socio economic backgrounds so that's where the thought you know had started so you fast forward to 2019 uh roshan had been my student so and uh, we had planned that we will start something like that where we'll get in athletes you know and we'll take care of them and all they have to worry about is you know training and recovering and training and recovering right so that's where it it started in uh, and we started out with the first group of 20 odd fighters after the selections uh, jan 2019 so and uh, the thing is um, being in the sport myself and uh, having seen so many athletes who don't who don't get the right opportunity because they have not been given yeah they don't have information they don't have proper knowledge on how to follow through you know there's too many things so i always tell my fighters if you you know if you think you can do the maximum number of push-ups the best kicks the best punches sure you know you're going to you're going to reach a certain level but uh, to be uh, of a caliber of a champion or have a thought process of you need to you need to kind of um you know do things differently right you need to have just like for example if you're a if you're a 100 meter sprinter or a long distance runner or a triathlon athlete you you prepare differently right and uh, and to grow in the sport you have to know all the facets at least at till certain till certain level so you can make uh, you know educated decisions and uh, not waste time on something that wouldn't be very effective 
for the long run yeah so that's that's kind of how it started okay so 2019 is the year like before that like you had this vision in your mind so what what was the process like what was the process of creating this whole movement uh so once see like i said you know i mean um, i had uh, initially i'd met roshan way back uh, in 2014 or 15 at cross train delhi right so again the 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 process and the you know i mean things had been already working in the mind it was just to get the right people together to do so so we when i when i came to bangalore um it was uh, you know it, it's 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 very different here bangalore seems to be a, not seems to be is a melting pot when it comes to uh um the thought process of people who come from different backgrounds right and uh be a talent for martial arts or or, or any other kind of art or you know any other kind of line of work or, or hobby or whatever you have so we started out in bangalore uh, i was already training roshan and he was going the right direction there was a few other fighters i was training on the side um once we were successful with them so we we decided that we are going to get some fighters uh, we uh, you know we'll train them then we'll do a selection process and the fighters that we end up uh, selecting or recruiting you know we'll take care of them their body boarding lodging training medical travel tournaments you know what have you so that's where it started out and uh, we are tied up with a with a gym here in bangalore in halkanahalli near near sarjapur and uh, you know things started out well we had trained there for some time uh, uh, initially we started training there because roshan had a fight in kolkata which got cancelled mm-hmm. a yeah. few times yeah so yeah. Uh, and then this opportunity came about for for uh, evolve so uh, the the location we were at already we were speaking to the to the owner to try to see if he'd like to come in on you know we will make a team you know he had the infrastructure i had the know how and i had the fighters or the athletes we could you know push towards a certain direction and level so that's how uh, things started going on so we got people to come in uh, there were some athletes who you know they have they have uh, uh, they had already uh, been competitors at the you know organize the biggest uh, mma organization in india at the time so you know a lot of people came in for the selections uh, we ended up like i said before so we selected 20 20 odd people and uh, so from that point in time we got them a location to stay near the near the near the gym uh, some people were staying a little further we started our training we started our program uh, roshan was there at the time and everything was running smoothly up till i think march and unfortunately there was a difference in opinion and difference in the thought process uh, between me and the owner of the gym i was at or we were at training at so we had to part ways mm-hmm. and at that time then uh, you know we didn't have anywhere to go to and i didn't want to go ahead and just make a deal with somebody because then you know i'd be stuck with something i'm not you know thought through and so on so we started training at my residence here we have a room upstairs which takes 15 one by one mats you know the interlocking mats so you can imagine it's probably 265 square feet or something along the lines and all our training happened there roshan is trained there kanta is trained there subala is trained there dinesh chongeng everybody has trained there and so we've never had an excuse that we didn't have a place you know to give performance uh, we ended up uh, we started jan of 2019 March of 2019 uh, we went uh, uh, three people were supposed to compete uh, uh, at the IMF uh, open uh, at the exhibition center Tumku road uh, yes so we went there it was uh, IHFF open mm-hmm. championship so they had uh, they had powerlifting hand wrestling you know best uh, best physique and all that good stuff over there so almost like an expo so that that's where they competed and they had only trained two two months and uh, three athletes actually were supposed to participate surbala uh, chongring and dinesh we didn't find an opponent for surbala so dinesh and chongring fought at their walking weight because we decided that morning that we'll uh, we'll go through and we'll we'll go and participate um certain things that happened so and then both of them ended up winning their you know their respective categories and 
then we went after that. We participated in Mysore uh, uh, for sports uh, jiu-jitsu, nogi, and uh, we four five five athletes went. We came back with four golds and one bronze. Then we went for the Asians to Talkatora, you know, uh, in New Delhi. Again, you know, we had six or seven athletes. We came back with six medals, three golds and three silvers, I think. That's where, uh, unfortunately, Dinesh was uh, disqualified. But anyway, that's a different story. So after that, then, you know, we progressed towards the World Championship. And unfortunately, Sorbala's uh, uh, injury happened over there. So why I said all this is that, you know, the way we are teaching and the way we are selecting uh, is to try to get these people, you know, fighters who are coming from, again, you know, backgrounds where, you know, something is missing. You know, it could be finances, it could be anything. And they, you know, they have a talent or they have a fire in their belly and, you know, they want to go to a certain direction. So we pick them up, we train them and we send them that direction so they, you know, they can, they can, uh, they can become, you know, self-sufficient and so on. So. Okay, so now that you brought up the whole finance thing, it's basically one of the major hurdles that all the athletes face, most of the athletes. So since once you figured out this vision, like probably you would also have that problem. So was it something that you also faced? Uh, uh, challenges, um, well, obviously financial because once uh, once we had to part ways with the gym, the gym was taking care of the location where we trained at because they had it there already. And uh, they were taking care of uh, uh, boarding for four people, five people, five athletes. Um, the rest I was taking care of as far as the athletes are concerned, their food, their travel, so on and so forth. Um, so immediately after we parted ways, the first challenge was relocating them uh, and then trying to get back into the grind of the proper training because you never know when an opportunity knocks at the door right so um so that was one the second is uh, trying to get through to explain um to to the younger athletes that this is a long-term commitment you know i mean if you're in it you know to you know you just want to kind of feel the thrill of it, then, you know, maybe I'm not the best person to be with in those terms. Uh, but anybody who's in it for the long run and needs to better their life is the kind of people I focus on. So to position them in terms of where they're going to stay, take care of their, you know, daily needs, that that really, really hurt us. So we did have, we did get sponsors. We did get people, a Russian, you know, sponsored once he, once he reached there. Um, he sponsored uh, a part of that and that was, you know, I mean, we didn't even sign a contract. Roshan and I have a relationship that we don't need to sign anything. We trust each other. We have that much respect and, you know, love for each other and camaraderie. And he helped out till a certain time. And uh, so that was that was one. The second was communication. Uh, mostly, you know, um, kids, uh, they don't, you know, they know enough Hindi or English, you know, they, they, there is a native language, right? Beyond that, they know enough to kind of get through, but not really to understand. Now, see, if I'm going to have uh, athletes come from, let's say, Manipur, Assam, UP, uh, Kerala, Bangalore itself, you know, then I, it would be hard for me to uh, learn all the languages, right? So that was one issue. That was one uh, uh, area of opportunity that that really needed to be worked on. So if I'm, if you are fighting for me and I'm, I'm sending you instructions. You know, I cannot spell it out to you. I have to say it fast because you're in a competition in a match. So that was that was a huge, huge um, challenge for me. It still is. You know, it can um, it can save a lot of time when when people can communicate properly. So uh, apart from that, trying to explain to the athletes uh, the long term benefits of how you train, how you go about, you know, what you are trying to do. Um, it's it's just uh, it, these were the most of challenges. You know, I mean, sure there was injuries, sure there was, you know, other issues uh, within the gym, but within the team uh, rather. But uh, mostly it was it was trying to trying to make them understand. You know, you come here, we're giving you an opportunity where you don't have to work. You know, beyond you don't have to go out and work. You are you have a place to stay, you have food to eat, you you have a place to train, and then you can go. You know, you have all the amenities that are you know 
basic and that you require nothing more nothing less unfortunately one of the biggest uh, factors is not uh, for the athletes not to understand that concept you know you uh, you improve your level in 6 to 8 months and suddenly you feel that you're ready for let's say uh, matrix fight night or let's say brave or one or ufc i mean it just doesn't happen overnight you got to put in your time you got to understand uh, how how multifaceted uh, uh, mixed martial arts is uh it's called uh, you know valetudo which means anything goes you know minimal rules so there's a lot of things you have to train yourself your mind and your body into right uh so uh, you know by the time you start teaching somebody something and you know it's like you're you are making you have a canvas and you are you know starting to make your piece of art and then you know 20% or 30% is complete and somebody yanks that away then you start again then you know it repeats itself so uh sure it also you know points out at uh, uh patience uh, you know as one of the um you know as one of the qualities one has to have and loyalty as well so because uh, you know how the business is you know how you know people want to you know try to poach your people you know that happens all the time so um but yeah so more or less those have may been the major challenges uh just just the understanding of uh, that you know we shouldn't wait for the last moment to start training and that's just that that just doesn't go for the athlete that goes for the whole sphere that is involved with with any kind of activity or martial arts or art or dance or music or whatever so if we can you know india is already a land of great wrestlers right uh and then now we have boxers who are shining right why do we have to wait 20 years or 10 years or 15 years or be behind that by that much and then start putting out you know athletes uh you know who are like there's not like a consistent number of athletes coming out but you know far and few in between you know so it it uh, th- these are the challenges the mindset to set that right you know these are these are some challenges that that are very uh, very difficult that that we need to face so so you had that problem with some athletes so also you mentioned about approaching the sponsors so how do you project this like i mean how do you uh, present the whole idea to sponsors and how are what are the reactions that you got so far so uh, ba- basically you know i mean uh, uh, the whole model is to to get um, initially the whole model was to get athletes build a core team right and then you know make them get them to a certain level and then those athletes help us build another 20 so on so forth and let it be like a domino or a butterfly effect so it uh once once we start rolling out these athletes um you know it it starts you know there's word of mouth there is presence on social media and otherwise you know and they start recognizing who they are right mm-hmm. Now, now within this time frame you know uh, we have we have uh, competed in nations locals asians nationals world championships so the the maximum we can do is you know put out their material put out their performances put out their numbers uh, show a story of where they have come from a responsible one at that uh, where they have come from you know what uh, opportunities they did not have and in this short period of a time or whatever that time was from the time they started training till till current day the day of me asking for a promo uh, a sponsor you know that that's the that's the only way we have right now and uh, and you know platforms like yourself uh, you know which we which at least i personally you know greatly appreciate you know uh, because that you are the guys who who are putting it out there for us um same goes for you know uh, marketing uh, to get more business so it is it is word of mouth when you see who has what kind of athletes you know there's a lot of great teams a lot of great gyms in india you see you you re, you know you you relate the results to what kind of uh, athletes they have and what kind of numbers they are bringing in in terms of performance and uh, you know that that that's 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 how we approach it so i myself am not great at marketing so whatever little i know i do but i know this that my dedication has paid out when people see the quality of what my fighters or students bring to the table so yeah okay so coming to the fighters like can you briefly uh, tell about the fighters that are currently in koi combat so uh 
currently you uh, as in you want to know their names and performances is that what you're yeah. okay. i think a name and a small background would be okay okay so, so apart from roshan everybody knows about him so he's a evolve athlete now competing at one championship so um i had the had the opportunity to, to work with uh, kantaraj for a little while uh, he's with team icsa now um i was uh, it, it was a great, great opportunity to work with athletes like him who have literally you know learned from youtube never had a team never had a had a mentor and you know he's put in uh, all his uh, everything that he knows in terms of wrestling and you know judo he's all and and bjj you know he's a national champion across the board in all three right so and uh, his uh, uh, his ethic work ethic is just just great so <clears throat> excuse me one second it's a cough i don't know what it is <laughs> so um you know so we had him briefly uh, unfortunately you know i was not able to offer him i didn't have a infrastructure uh, to be able to give him what he needs at the level he is so so he uh, uh, that's one of the reasons you know he he uh, went to team icsa but the newcomers um you know there is dinesh nawrim he is uh, his mma record is 7 and 1 background uh, wrestling uh he came to us again jan 2019 um trained for two months and then he went on to win the first nationals and then again he in august 2019 uh, association of mixed martial arts karnataka and mma india they had the bangalore open the fifth bangalore open here and then uh, he he ended up uh winning his category which was uh, flyweight there was two flyweight categories uh because there were so many people so he was uh, the one he was in he won and the other one was won by uh, somebody from cross train uh rana ashkash rana so and he's again you know he's a workhorse he he has work ethic and he just puts his head down and he works whatever he's told to do he'll keep doing it and that's what you want to kind of see in a in an athlete that can absorb everything you know you are teaching and so on um again so he comes from a he he comes from you know uh, like i said most of these kids come from families that you know are, are not in a good financial shape um and limited options otherwise so you know what what do they have to do to work so either they can open up a small stall they can work in the fields you know do our jobs you know and and working in the fields is more seasonal than anything right so so there there's a lot of hardship for mostly all the athletes you know who don't have a cushion of uh, i can't even say silver spoon who don't even have who don't have any financial backing but they have the talent they have the know how they have the um, zeal you know uh, to accomplish at least when they come they they reflect that so that that's that's uh, dinesh nawrin dinesh singh he's 22 he has a bright future against him uh, in front of him excuse me like i say he's 7 and 1 uh and uh, he'll he'll only go forward uh, his loss at uh, world championship was against a pan american uh, pan american champion uh, so in world championships you have noticed uh, the champions wear the golden uniform oh, yellow yeah. golden uniform right so yeah uh, and it was it was a fairly quick loss though he started out well but uh, you know something we the basic things that we have drilled i i guess it was the whole scenario of first time out of india first time that level of a championship and it was actually a good thing for him he already is a very hard working person uh it was a good thing for him in the terms of uh, understanding the difference in level understanding what happens you know when when you when you compete against the world's best not india's best world's best so it was a good wake up call for him and and uh, i have no doubt that in 2 years you 3 years max he'll be shining he'll be a different kind of shining star then you have chongreng chongreng is uh, uh, he is the captain of our team um chongreng in september had a tragedy in his family his brother his older brother had passed away so chongreng right now uh, he's married he has two kids and he takes care of his mother after his brother passed away uh, he's taking care of already you know the mom his kids and his wife and uh, two kids of his bro- deceased brother and his wife so he has a lot of responsibility on his hands right so uh, obviously you know he he is slightly more with mature in a way um and uh, he his first mma fight was before he came to me and it was in manipur and he won that fairly quick again he's from a wrestling background 
and uh, then after that after he came to us um then again yeah so with dinesh he's the one who who competed at uh, ihhf and imf open in feb or march of 2019 same he he won against um, he had three fights he finished all three opponents his final fight was against a guy from uh, hyderabad or kerala he's a he's a kickboxing champ uh, muay thai champion and uh, he fights with the likes of the jobin brothers i'm sure you've heard of them so yes um so uh, we ended up beating him and then you know he did well in some local circuits of uh, for brazilian jiu jitsu nogi submissions and uh, submission wrestling and all that but uh, again to explain to him that every every competition doesn't require you know there are certain things uh, we needed to we kind of needed to spend more time with him he again you know he's uh, he he participated in a lot of open jiu jitsu tournaments that he ended up winning uh but again you know i mean it takes time to kind of expl- uh, you know when somebody is so uh, used to a certain way of living training for let's say 25 years of their life and then they come to me so it takes a little bit of you know time to kind of introduce the new way of doing it don't want to change anybody too much uh want to keep them close to you know how the body their body works so um but uh, but then after that he's gone pro so he's to know as pro he is uh, he fought at imf uh, fight night in kerala uh, same same place uh, tribhuvanasar fought as well and he ended up winning tko first round after that he uh, he fought at haryana professional combat league uh, and he fought the afghani captain of, of it was i think it was india versus afghanistan this is one tournament i couldn't go with him these two tournaments sorry uh, fights i couldn't go with him and he ended up winning uh, he ended up winning the first round via tko so uh, after that was bishwamitra uh, bishwamitra was actually with us before before all these guys came and bishwamitra uh, he was already when he came to me he had already done uh, wushu and uh, kickboxing or competed in yeah so so he's a he's a very exceptional striker he's he's the kind of he has a very good fighter's mentality mm-hmm. right so uh, he he switches it on and then he's in fight mode and there is no stopping him so uh, there, we took him to uh, he won 2000 excuse me i'm sorry i'm being a little mm-hmm. on and off 2017 he won ima nationals in bangalore mm-hmm. 2018 he did not compete 2018 august he went with us to x1 he was the main event against uh, navdeep agarwal oh. so being he was the underdog obviously uh, vishwamitra and uh, he ended up submitting uh, uh, navdeep in 1 minute 25 seconds i think first round so it goes to show that they, they, i'm not see navdeep is a is a very accomplished athlete he's fought internationally and he's won he's you know he's beaten uh, some really good guys so for us it was it was a proud moment because you know we we believed in our work ethic and how we put things together really came into you know into culmination at that point in time so but after that uh, we had a internal thing so we he went and uh, he joined uh, fight capital india uh, with uh, with shivan prasad and you know it was a mutual mutual thing and i think now he's in manipur i'm not sure so then we have uh, we have warrior princess sobala laishram and uh, sobala was already an accomplished kickboxer uh, baku uh she's uh, she's a title belt holder um uh, in an international competition or a world competition asian uh, you know she's won 10 national goals uh, she has two gold medals international one bronze so she had a good she had a good uh, thought process of a fighter you know the uh, there are certain qualities she had good there are certain qualities we had to kind of remove and add you know but sticking close to you know where she was in terms of again you know we i'm a, i'm a i'm a very firm believer in not changing somebody's style too much but adding on to what they have right so uh when she came to us she she had no concept of a, of a ground game she had no idea and but she worked pretty hard and she had uh, you know excellent uh, excellent teammates and you know who who were who we all worked together and uh, and she i think uh, jan so in 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 april i think we participated in mysore and she won her category straw uh, was it straw weight yes straw weight she's an atom weight actually she she walks at 46 47 so she uh, because uh, the girls at 46 were too small 
47 mm -hmm. at, at so she participated she cleaned out her category uh, in state then she went uh, we went for asians uh, and and she went up against uh, uh, athletes from you know some of the best teams in uh, in india and she she won every every uh, in a very dominating fashion she won uh, most of her fights and you know that translated uh, ex excellent for bjj obviously but then also for mma so uh, then come august she participated as well with dinesh in um, in the national and uh, it was it was it was more her getting used to the ground game mm -hmm. then uh, and putting it to putting it to use in in you know in the competition and she ended up finishing all three of her opponents uh, the first first opponent was from Sikkim. She finished her with uh, TKO first round. Second opponent TKO uh, second round from Chhattisgarh. And third girl, I don't remember Durga Das where she's from. Maybe she's from MP as well. And she fin was fin uh, she got her with the uh, belly down armbar, Russian style armbar second round. So, so she she showed a lot of improvement and uh, you know a lot of power uh, prowess. In terms of what she had learned in the in a matter of six months, between the Asian, the the state, the Asian, and the national, so the momentum was there, and then we prepared for world championship, and you know, unfortunately, she got injured in the first round of the world championship. Mm -hmm. So the fight, I don't know if the her fight video has been released, but if you see her fight through all three rounds, after being injured the first, um, you can see that that if she wasn't injured, you know, we we would have we would have. We could have done better. I don't want to go out and say she could have won the goal. I don't want to sound like that. But, uh, you know, we could have at least done good for the first two fights. We could have done because I saw our opponents. We had we, we had researched her opponents. You know, we kind of knew what we were expecting. You know, she comes from a camp, camp of, uh, you know, with a few good wrestlers we have and strikers as well. And unfortunately, that's what happened. So, but but we have very high hopes for her. Now that she's recovered, she's, uh, she started our training. So you know, up till uh, a couple of months ago, we were uh, we were uh, you know we were very slow on getting her back because she was still in rehab kind of exercise and drills. Now we are slowly kind of you know moving beyond that. The past month, so 17th of uh, this month will mark uh, seven months of her surgery since her surgery. So so she she'll be she'll be back soon. In terms of competition, uh, we have Tribhuvan Asar. He is uh, one of the senior ones of the team. Uh, Tribhuvan, up till now, he had the same problem as uh, as Russian. His work, split shift. You know, you work in the morning, you work in the evening, mm -hmm. afternoon. You have to train, sleep, and eat, recover, and then repeat the next day. So, and and like Russian, Tribhuvan is a is also a work a workhorse. So the main thing is work ethic, work rate. And we we never we never compromise on that, and nobody can nobody can slack when they come to this team, and he's he's been uh, he's been a very good uh, uh, you know part of the team in in terms of that in terms of promoting that kind of uh, work ethic. Uh, right now we are we are he's a he's a work in process. He did a lot of uh, he was very successful as an amateur, but at that time I think. MMA wasn't properly defined in terms of it was still evolving and developing in India. So you know he's he's fought uh, fights where you know he's uh, probably not uh, made the best decisions because of which you know he's not come out on top. Uh, the last fight uh, he's he's fought uh, <clears throat> the last two fights. His last fight uh, he had lost via triangle I think or triangle Amba one of the two. Against the page from Fit and Fight Club, so uh, this and and Tribhuvan is uh, pretty legitimate. Uh, he's a he's a blue belt. He worked uh, he worked he trained at Gado before he joined me, and uh, in fact they were training at Gado still when they joined me for MMA. So uh, you know so he has pretty good uh, understanding of what happens on the ground. It was just uh, some bad decision making. So he he fought uh, in Hyderabad uh, before that. Uh, last year October and that day unfortunately his grandfather had passed away and he was very close to his grandfather but he was already there and he had the opportunity uh, his family had asked for him to come back and he made a decision that he won't come back he already committed he's going to fight and he's going to be there 
and he ended up uh, you know he was a little distracted obviously not a little distracted he was very distracted because of the news that he got which uh, if i had known we wouldn't have given them that news but i don't know you know anyway so uh, but he still went through all three rounds he did pretty well he he got a little confused in the fight for a bit but then he he got back onto track he ended up winning a uh, unanimous decision and uh, against another athlete uh, bilal mm. and so that is and now we are trying to uh, in the, in the asians he got two 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 silver medals so you know he, he uh, it's it's just a work in process as far as he's you know so we need a good amount of time with him to kind of put him in that um you know put him in that uh, thought uh, the training process and once he's out of it we are going to be expecting much better results from him in in that uh, then we have uh, roop jyoti and mintu uh mintu also fought in hyderabad previously he was a kick, you know he participated a lot in kickboxing and wushu um and he's uh, we call him the terminator because he you know you see him outside he's very polite calm relaxed and you he comes inside you he gets this look he doesn't shout doesn't do anything derogatory doesn't say anything derogatory he just comes and he does his business and then he leaves so uh he knocked out his opponent in 18 seconds i think uh this Bangalore. was uh, yeah in hyderabad in, in hyderabad in hyderabad okay and uh, after that he had an opportunity to fight uh, but i think he had hurt himself and then he had another opportunity but then covid because of covid everything got cancelled and you know rescheduled or indefinitely sus- suspended or you know, whatever have you uh, roop jyoti is another one who came to us uh, when we started the team in jan uh, uh, he had already been he had already worked jiu jitsu um with the, with a brazilian coach and uh, he had striking before he came to us and uh, he was he was just a pleasure to be around his again you know very humble very good work ethic uh, you know work uh, uh, there there is no there is no slacking in that guy and he always wants to learn um and he's he's the same one who who scored a knockout with a right cross in thunder fights and then you know he has his laurels in in brazilian jiu jitsu and no gi so uh, he was with us briefly for about 2 months before he went to brazil and you know obviously before he was with the coach so it was a good it was it was great for us to have him on the team uh, you know he had training partners like tribhuvan and uh, roshan and you know vivek dondi and uh, you know others and uh, it was it was uh, uh, it was a good uh, it was a good time for you know both sides both you know for everybody to you know to have like minded and like kind of skilled people to be on on board um i hope i'm not forgetting and then we have um, we have kishore kishore gowda he's from uh, karnataka he's a bronze medalist in world taekwondo championships um the style of taekwondo that he comes from is traditional it's called itf international taekwondo so they allow face punches superman punches uh, no hooks and uppercuts but you know so he had he had an idea of of uh, you know how to of proper i wouldn't say income uh, proper or not proper i think incomplete and more close to complete so after that we put him uh, we started training striking with him first um you know more kickboxing muay thai and boxing as opposed to what he was used to and uh, he he started doing pretty well he won a few local tournaments with boxing and uh, uh a few with uh, uh kickboxing and uh, his first uh, his first fight was 20 uh, in mma was 2018 uh, it was again it was uh, association of mixed martial arts at that time they were with uh, it, mma india was informed so it was with ima at the time and he was he was against a larger guy so his uh, his hand was stuck like this and he was trying to punch but to the referee it was looking like a tap so unfortunately the fight got stopped pretty early like uh, i think a minute and a half into the first round so but again he's he's a he's a very bright prospect for under 21 or under 20 um when his time comes so we we have been working he uh, august of last year he participated in the under 18 um uh sub junior no sub junior excuse me under 18 again at the same place for blandinesh had participated uh, amac open august 2019 and he he cleaned out his category and he won a gold so we again we are working on him so these are the these are the there's other athletes as well 
but uh, they are far, they're too far from coming close to, you know, they're still being worked on right now and they haven't uh, totally arrived uh, where they should be those times. Okay, so I think we missed something. Now we have reached to the fighters. What is the story behind the name of Koi Combat Academy? Like, what's the story behind the... <laughs> Uh, I've I've been um, see. There's a lot of uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, meaning when you look uh, look. Uh, koi is a, is an oriental fish, but it has a lot of uh, it has a lot of different meanings to it. Um, what uh, why I took the name apart from uh, aesthetically, you know, that pleased me was the 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 values or the The values that you know you reflects out of you, right? So it could be stability, it could be honor, it could be, you know, there's a lot of tenets, and it there's a lot of those values due to which that are personal to me due to which I uh, selected that. In in uh, in the beginning, the logo was very different mm-hmm. before uh, before 2000, so it was too koi fish and. But then we we changed it a little bit uh, for other reasons, which I will reveal to you maybe later. It has not been finalized yet, but uh, I, if and when it goes through, then then we can talk about it. I can talk about it rather. So uh, you know, I mean, um, uh, honor, strength, you know, character of a person. When you you know when you don't have anything, you think you do. You know, if you have something, you do uh, something for you know others. But then when you get something, you kind of forget that. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. Even I have in the past, right? So to give to give back, uh, you know, something along those lines. So. Okay, so basically, koi is named after a fish. You are saying. Koi. Uh, if you go by uh, koi is koi is a is a fish that is find found in the Orient, mm-hmm. uh, right? So it. it uh, but. Uh, what it means, if you if you look at it, it has a lot of meanings, a lot of deep meanings, actually. So uh, you know, those things are the touch close to my heart because of how I have been, uh, you know, how I have been uh, raised up as a child and how uh, um, you know the kind of life I've gone through, things I've seen, uh, being raised by a single mother, so on and so forth. So uh, not everybody can you know can get lucky to be in a position to. Um, to have a certain thing that you can help others with, so so that's what I follow. Okay, so before coming here and starting Koi Combat, you used to be in the United States, like yes. Uh, so how was the whole training process, and how was your life like there compared to what it is now? Life over there was very convenient. It was it was very great. So I went there in uh, first time I went there was I think in '96, came back in '98, and then went back in 2000. Um, before I had, uh, I was, I've always, I've always been, uh, into sports. So I was in my eighth standard and I was in, uh, the Air Force school in Sabrodo Park, New Delhi. And, uh, they were, my eighth standard, my finals for, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm telling you this first. My, my, um, I had my Hindi finals and I, I, my mother had said, you better not go for the judo nationals. That I won't go for the judo nationals, and guess where I went, I went for the judo nationals. <laughs> so I flunked in Hindi, and I missed another test. So they wanted me to repeat my year in Air Force school, and I didn't want to repeat that year. So I went to a different school, uh, Suraj Pandey AV. Principal there was Mrs. C K Chavla, and uh, so she asked me, "Why did you? Why did you? Uh, why did, how how come you flunked uh, your eighth? Why didn't you give your exam?" So I told her the story. So she said, if I give you that same opportunity and if I say you have to you know, give your uh, test or you can go to your national, what will you do? Now thinking about it, and my answer is the same. So she, 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 she uh, really pushed me forward after she let me get admitted to that school. So the whole point being that I was always uh, consumed and motivated by you know, uh, martial arts and, and the values they bring. Um, so when I went in the in 1996, uh, it was the same thing. I couldn't could keep my concentration on education. It was more on you know uh, at that time it was kickboxing, judo, karate, taekwondo, everything. 
So that's why I went home for two years to figure out what I want to do. Then I went back again, restarted my education. But the, where I was staying, there was a few blocks from there was um, Crawford's MMA, American Jiu-Jitsu in Kansas. And I was there and I started training there in 2000. So 2000, 2001 approximately. So uh, that that's where the MMA part started. Before that, my coach, uh, when I was in India, he had told me long back in 90s, early 90s, um, 91 maybe, uh, he was telling us about the Gracie brothers and the, how they challenge everybody and uh, their form of jiu-jitsu and, you know, valetudo and all that. At that time, he was telling me and nobody else knew. So I always had that at the, at the back of my mind of, of uh, how I'd like to compete in more arts. At the time, we had wrestling in India, yes, but it was not something that was, you know, available to us. Judo was there, yes, but not Jiu-Jitsu. So, so when I went there, I got straight into it. And uh, that, that's where, you know, my MMA story started. And I was lucky enough because that gym out of Kansas, Missouri, was the first uh, team and, and fight club to, uh, to put out fighters who fought in WEC, uh, Strike Force, Cage Rage, Cage Rage was in England, um, or UK, whichever, uh, who else was there, TFC, UFC, so on. So I was, I was lucky enough to understand at that point in time what it takes, you know, what are the, what are the basics that you cannot miss, and, it, and no matter how much you evolve, those are things you still have to do, you know, there's a certain way of how you prepare yourself. So I was very lucky to have that. A friend of mine, Rob Kimmins, he was... Uh, He's fought seven times in the UFC. He's fought in the WEC. There's Bobby Walker. He's fought in UFC. He's fought in Bellator. He's fought in Strike Force. So, you know, when you're around athletes of that caliber, you learn. And especially when you train with them, you, learn, you understand the difference than you would an athlete who's not of that caliber. So, understanding that, and a lot of these athletes were, you know, not full time fighters, they were part time fighters. You know, some was a painter, there were some who were working at McDonald's. You know, they were some were working at car wash, so on and so forth. It's there's so much of you know you could learn of how to cut corners and how to make it happen, even if you're a part-time fighter up to a certain level. So I started, you know, I, I wanted to I I didn't want to just you know learn for myself. You know, I I did well till a certain level, but I could never become like a world champion or you know uh, an Asian you know champion or something along the line. So I, 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 want, to, I want to push um, this kind of work ethic and the knowledge and the know-how of what I'm trying to do. That, that's, 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 you know, that's, how I, that's how I got started over there. So from 2000, 2001 or 2000 or 2001 till about 2010, you know, I, I was affiliated, I, I still am affiliated with that. And, you know, so there's a lot of things I got into over there. So initially, before I got there, I was into judo, kickboxing, taekwondo. Um, then I got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, excuse me, American jiu-jitsu, into wrestling, into you know other uh, other facets of uh, what needed to be done, and um, ended up participating. At that time, they also called it NHB, No Hold Bar, NHB, uh, which is also called Vintage MMA. Uh, and then you know, the, but I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't put myself in a situation where I'm doing a part-time job and doing that and doing my studies. So I, I kept learning, I participated, I saw, you know, where I could reach or where I could benefit more. And then in, in around 2011, um, I was working, uh, I worked with Wells Fargo, I was with US Bank at the time, US Bank. So I left that job, I was even working with the Athletic Commission. Um, so I left all that to come back and, and start this movement here, you know. Um, in 2000, when I had started out, I was researching MMA in India. So I, I saw uh, I saw videos of Tiger's Gym mm -hmm. and uh, of uh, Mr. Daniel Isaac and you know his team. And so I got in touch with them in 2000, 2001, something like that again, or 2002 maybe. Um, and they, uh, you know, at that time we had a good dialogue going. You know, I was wanting, you know, that they are doing a good. He's doing an excellent thing, you know. Uh, creating a team in MMA for, uh, excuse me, in India for off MMA. And uh, I was trying to get the fighters here, but at that time, I think he was talking to Bas Rutin and they had something else going on. So after some time, you know, we kind of 
lost touch and I only met him after I came back in 2013 maybe or 14 something like that so so in the whole scope of things uh, in short you know so living living with fighters seeing them train seeing them the issues they are going through it kind of helped me form a vision of knowing what to expect and you know what things what decisions not to make in terms of as an athlete to to best uh, uh, create a you know career where um, you know in the least amount of time you can have the maximum benefit so a lot of fighters don't have a champion's uh, mindset the discipline you know everybody thinks okay i can work real hard i can sweat real hard and that's going to make me a champion unfortunately it doesn't work like that you know that those are excellent qualities and one should never one should never you know forget those but you know there's other things you got to keep evolving in every which way you can because the day you stop you know seeking knowledge that's it you're not going to evolve anymore you're going to get stagnant you know and with what i do at this point in time i myself need to evolve you know i need to upgrade as well but the business model that i was um, i have been cre- i've been trying to create is you know i wanted to be like a like a butterfly effect you know what i mean um that every person whose life i can change it's it's you know help them succeed help them affect uh, further and uh, so they can gain respect you know they can they can have a better life for their family you know they can um, they can have self worth they can have economic freedom i can keep going on like that right so there's a lot of athletes and people who come from underprivileged or socioeconomic backgrounds that don't have the know how i want to change that i want to give them this set of skills and then equip with them with those and then show them the way and you know long they go their way and they start making it better because see like like let's take roshan or let's take rupjyoti or let's take mintu or you know their their families their fathers they have chronic health issues few have chronic health issues some other might have some other issues some other might have something else and they cannot even give uh, proper decent uh, medical care to their family or a standard of living to their family and it is very important for for you to be, your mind to be free uh, it's also like a catch 22 you know damn i do damn if i don't what i mean by that is like in the beginning you know everything is tough you don't have the money you don't you know it's like going up 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 the st- up up the steps and you don't see where it stops so but you know once you once you give them an opportunity where they can just be very single minded in their pursuit of learning you know uh, towards the direction they are heading then they they those results can be accomplished faster right so but the 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 the, the kind of the part that is not good is that a lot of athletes take it for granted then you know something that comes easy something that you haven't worked for something that i just give to you for free you nobody will value mostly very few people value so that is another challenge you know when when you but you explain to them see this is the opportunity i'm giving you you have this much of time and you start working towards your goal get your head get your head right get your get your things going and you you start doing that but so what athletes do is 6 to 8 months they learn and suddenly they are ready to go for one or for ufc and they are not ready you get into you can possibly get into these organizations but then your record will speak for itself once you're there there is no turning back you could you could go there you could you know lose a few fights win a few and have that inconsistent uh, results as peaks and valleys but but you uh, you know you won't be consistent you will not reach the goal that you have set for yourself exceptions to the rule like i talked about chongring earlier he needs money in hand right now you know because he has seven members to take care of and there's so many athletes like that who have to do certain things um you know it could be in boxing could be could be could be anything so so to 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 explain that that uh, that kind of grind to them is is the most challenging but that is that is a direction i want to head now everybody has asked me what is your business angle up till now i've been very careless see i'm 45 right i don't own a i don't own a car uh, how uh, house or a bike even right it's because yes i've made very wrong decisions in my life you know i have i have messed up i tell everybody you know i've messed up 10 years of my life or 12 years or 15 or 5 or whatever but 
you can learn from me. You can, you, you know, I can tell you the mistakes I've made. You can learn from me and not make those mistakes. Or you can, you don't listen to me and you go make that mistake. Or you see that I made the mistake and you still make the mistake. It's all your choice. It's your life, not mine. I can only tell you up till a certain point. So to, to create it as a movement, people, uh, all the athletes need to start thinking uh, at a different level altogether. So that is, that is what we are trying to, you know, that is the whole idea of what, what we are trying to do. Now, I know myself, I'm, I'm a very uh, straightforward person because of which I come as blunt, which has won me any favors. But, you know, I really don't have any um, ulterior motive. I don't have, I don't want to put anybody down. I don't want to make uh, any, you know, make anybody sound bad. Or I, if I have done that in the past, I'm sorry. But... But that's how I come across. But I have, uh, as far as my heart is concerned, it is clear. You know, we all make mistakes. We learn from those mistakes. We improve ourselves. If we get stuck at one area, keep make, making those mistakes repeatedly, then then I'm not making, uh, either I'm not making the right effort or I'm insane because I'm doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So so uh, that is that is where we are now. You know, before we close, I just wanted to ask something like, Whenever I have seen you, like on photos or videos or something, you have a cap on. So is yes. there any story behind the cap that you have? <laughs> no, I'm I'm a I'm a very uh, uh, I, I love caps. I don't know why. I even uh, from from childhood, I think somebody had uh, somebody had come from traveled from uh, U.S. and I was about six or seven or somewhere around there, and they got me a Phoenix Suns hat. And uh, and since that was that was that's all she wrote as far as that is concerned. <laughs> but that was it. Uh, after that, I it was a it was a passion wearing hats. So well nowadays it is because I'm receding a little bit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you might want to edit and cut that out. <laughs> but but uh, no earlier that's 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 it's a very simple reason. So okay, uh, good. So lastly, like. What, what does the future hold for Koi Combat Academy, according to you? Like, what is the future, immediate future and the long-term future that you see? Well, I need, to, I need to make some changes in how I operate. I need to make some changes within myself to, uh, to make situations easier and more workable with. Um, the whole, like I, like I took the time to explain to you what I'm trying to do. Once I am able to change uh, certain things, like I said, there is there is some news that I'm I'm waiting to uh, disclose. But I need everything to be, you know, all the I's to be dotted, T's to be crossed before I'm able to do that. So uh, once that falls in place, uh, I want to. I really, really, really want to uh, create, uh, you know, a lineage. Uh, with athletes that you know Indian athletes are respected uh, you know we have great wrestlers we have the kind of population we have there is a lot of talent in India be it um, be it a child of a business person or be it a child of a uh, you know somebody who's below poverty line you know and we just we need to pull them out of there and we need to try to train them and put them in that direction see MMA is fairly new sport right and regardless if it's Muay Thai, boxing, whatever it may be, we need to form a certain type of uh, a structure, a robust structure, where we don't have slackers. If somebody goes for a world championship, they're going from India because they deserve to, and they have the, they have that kind of level that they go. That is what I want to do. That is the whole point. Koi has come into existence. I had this idea since 15. I didn't have such a broad spectrum of ideas, but I had. That kind of, uh, you know, after my after my coach had uh, told me that, and uh, I, I want I want to be a part of people's journey where you know they can see how they can, they don't have to every, everything is about themselves. They can do the same for others. I can guarantee you one thing: once we at the grassroots levels, and a lot of teams have done that in India, where they have brought in, uh, you know, uh, genuine, uh, genuine quality and not selling you some BS. And uh, so that's what I want to do on a very large scale. And in, 
you know, collaboration with everybody, regardless of this, there's associations, you know, there's three or four or five associations or federations or whatever have you. And it's okay because everybody doesn't, everybody has different goals, you know, and they might not see uh, eye to eye or whatever the case is, but we should never in India or, you know, anybody who's thinking for the betterment of a certain area, we should never have the big fish, small pond kind of situation. Because we will not never ever realize what level we are at, and what level we can we can be at. You know what I mean. So even if there is even if there is different associations and federations, I think I hope and I request the heads and the members of, of these federations and associations get together after their respective tournaments, nationals, whatever, and when the world championships or before the world championships happen, there should be one single one not to put athletes of one federation down or to raise the others too much but to show you to show the athletes where you stand and who should be representing so you you get the idea of what i'm saying right and it is only possible if we can uh we can agree to disagree and work together right and and make it about india it is very difficult i know that it is it's almost impossible because you know, I mean, everybody's thought process is different, but I can, I regardless of what anybody thinks about me, I know there's a lot of people who are involved, regardless of if they have a business angle or a, or a uh, you know, uh, angle to create a lineage of athletes that is uh, second to none, uh, like I do, or whatever their angle is. Uh, I have a lot of respect for everybody. I don't, I, you know, I might say something to them, but at the, at the end of the day, what, what are they trying to do? Or what will happen if uh, you know they do a certain thing? How does it raise the bar for Indian MMA? Now, uh, right now, you know, there's only a couple of top uh, local domestic uh, uh, promotions, right? So, you know, we need to come together. We need to we need to allow athletes to kind of participate here and there. If there is, when it comes down to going for selected for world championships, yeah, you draw the line there. That should be very transparent that should be that should be thoroughly understood you need to have loyalty and uh, you know the proper thing so the whole idea of koi is obviously now i have to start you know looking at thing, thinking about myself uh, my i have three major goals one is to start this project this which is koi which we have already started um, and just turn it into a movement where we are just pushing out robust athletes athletes that understand what is going on athletes that make india proud you know what i mean and my second uh, second goal is even though you didn't ask me is to open a sanctuary or work at a sanctuary for animals and third is to buy my ancestral uh, house back so these the first uh, goal is what i'm doing right now with koi and uh, i'm going to i'm going to be at it for lifelong it depends on the kind of athletes or kind of structure i can put across for athletes within the next five years, you know. If I'm able to do it, then it's a long-term thing uh, in terms of which I can uh, get m better results faster as opposed to uh, less less results, you know, in a short period of time. So that is that is the whole point of Koi. And I, and I want to learn from the other people who are successful in doing what they are. And I hope that, you know, we can we can all come together to create badass Indian athletes because there, there, there is you will in, in five years, you should start seeing more consistent Indian athletes. And, and I'm not saying anything derogatory about anybody who's who is up till now competed. But, you know, I mean, we've taken these athletes have taken whatever they know and they have gone up to that stage. You know, they have paved the way for the future athletes and they've shown that we can do it with so much, only so much that we had. Right now, you have your scope is so much bigger. You know, it 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 is like a like I said before, it's like a domino effect. You know, you know, I could start it, somebody else could start it at their end, somebody else could, and we will only go in the right direction. You know, nobody can please everybody. Uh, that's okay, but as long as we are heading the right direction, you know, we 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 should be able to accomplish, uh, you know, what we set out to do, and that is uh, that is promote talent out of India. And there should be a situation where there is no athlete left behind. So, so great vision, and wish you all the best for the future. I think we'll close now. It's been about an hour, so yeah. I think we'll close now. I think <clears throat> so. Great chatting with you, coach. So, and 
all the best. Do you want to add anything before we close? Yes, I think you saw my expression. You're like he wants to. He wants to talk more. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, no. sorry. No, one thing I really do, uh, you know, I really do want to say is to the athletes. Um, you could be in boxing; it doesn't matter what athlete you are, a combat athlete or any type of athlete. See, when you when you guys come to uh, a fight team, um, a coach, and you want them, you tell them your life story. That oh, you know, I don't have this. Blah blah blah. These are my hardships. You know, a person like me is going to sit down with you and understand what your problems are or what your what challenges you are facing, and I will show you a direction that this is the direction you need to you need to head to. It is. I can only, you know, it's like that saying. You know, you can get a horse to the to the water. It's up to the horse to drink or not. So, same same scenario. You know, we can we can spend our time, our uh, effort in training you and all all our resources, and we will be more than happy if you follow the path and you become accomplished. But it is very, uh, it is like a deterrent for a person like me when you halfway you think you know what to do and you're old enough to do it, which is fine. But you cannot come and use up my resources saying that you don't have this, you don't have that, and then you know you're gone after 20% of training. So, all all athletes, you need to to believe in your training. You need to believe in your coach. You know very well the relationship you share with your teammates, with your coaches, with the people who mentor you. You need to respect that. You need to understand. Now, somebody who's 40 years old and you are 20, and they're telling you something with experience is because they have lived it, good or bad, and they want you. to either live it or not depending good or bad right so it is very important to be honest with yourself in what you want what your priorities are in life otherwise there is nothing you're fooling yourself and you're wasting somebody else's time that they could be giving to somebody else who is deserving so i request all athletes uh who are pursuing and wanting to become you know your everybody i ask what is your goal world champion world champion if you want to become a world champion in a premier Organization, promotion—you got to listen and you got to be patient. You know, uh, it's not going to happen overnight. You got to have some attributes. There'll always be exceptions to the rule, but on the average, it will not happen overnight. You have to go get it. You have to be in the grind. I tell everybody this: you look at, uh, you look at where you know fighters, all your top-tier fighters uh, are right now. You know, uh, where Kantaraj is, where you know how much has he accomplished, where Roshan is, how much has he accomplished, so on, so 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 forth. but you you're forgetting their struggle you know their struggle but you're forgetting how it is to live through that struggle so uh, a friend of mine rudy he used to be on or he is with team relentless you know we were just discussing this and he put it in a very very nice way that they they wanted uh, for the for the result of the fight for the for the you know how the feeling you get when you win a fight they want that kind of feeling without putting in the work so that is not possible you know you might get lucky here and there but that's not going to be consistent and if you're not consistent consistency is a habit it's a discipline if you're not consistent in some uh, part of your life then you will never have those results a person can only get so lucky so that's all i have to say without eating your head anymore but uh, and apart from today is our 74th independence day jai hind so okay so thanks a lot coach for being on so like you are the first guest and you, you are the koi combat academy is the first gym that we are featuring uh, in this series that we are planning to do so I thanks a lot for that. coming on the show and thanks a lot for sharing your story and once again wishing you all the luck for the future that that is thank you and thank you for your platform from the side of coaches and fighters thank you so much thanks